Football Brofist to you all, my friends, where we come to you from a concluded Baldur's Gate 3 and a little step, a little side away from massive games into some one-dayers. We had Return of the Old Din, Papers, Please. We played some Apex Legends with the ever-toxic Jordan, who was banned from Apex for her foul and disgusting language, which none of us are surprised by in any way, shape, or form. It is exactly what oh, we expect yeah. from her and uh yeah so uh, it's been a, an interesting old week as we get ready for final fantasy 3 and of course season of discovery coming up in our future it's going to be good we're hopefully hopefully going to be planning for those of you who are going to be playing season of discovery to have some clues and things uh in order to guide you to your runes instead of maybe just wow heading them and uh you know just like not having any discovery in your season of discovery you know depending on who you want to be not for everybody, but something we prefer. So uh, we'll see how that goes, and we'll let you know on it. But that's not why you're here right now, my brothers and ladies in arms. It's drama time on a Friday. I can't wait. I also It also dawns on me now as I sit down that I've forgotten to eat today, and my stomach really hurts. Uh, and I didn't realize it because I was engaged in games, and I stood up, and now I'm really sore. Oh, and I'm all bloated and awful. But that's okay. We're going to have some fun. I, I want to read this first that's just come in front of me. I want to read this first because <laughs> I have a sordid history with this game. Uh, I don't even know if it's ever been on Drama Time, but we have absolutely played it, at least for a brief uh, period of time, <clears throat> quite some time ago. We are going to that land that the world adores and i don't as a not big tolkien fan lord of the rings online we're going to lord of the rings online uh an mmo that baffled me with its starter experience to say the least uh yes i'm not a big lord of the rings fan i have seen the movies all six of them and i'll leave it there <laughs> i've seen them and i've never watched them since uh i enjoyed them for what they were can i say that i have watched i have what i enjoyed them for what they were <clears throat> moving on <laughs> moving on moving on yes I, I don't like particularly like medieval fantasy it's not my it's not my jam it's not my jam i have read the books uh not all the way through i drifted off I just don't care. I wish I cared. I wish I do. I see people, like, booking out their entire Christmas for Lord of the Rings. They're like, we're doing the Lord of the Rings extended cut marathon. And they're like, the whole family's, like, into it. They get all food in. It's like their Super Bowl. And I'm like, I will pass. Thank you so much for the invite. It really means a lot to me. But that sounds like hell. <laughs> that sounds like absolute hell. And I would rather be doing literally anything else than watching Lord of the Rings for like 10 or 11 hours, however long that session is. Oh boy. <clears throat> oh boy. Oh boy. Sounds amazing to some, just not amazing to me. But enough of crapping on Lord of the Rings, because I don't mean to. I, I know it's a good piece of work, I just don't like it too much. Uh, let's go into whatever happens here, because... I can imagine, and I don't know where this story takes us, of course. They are sorted by our good lady, Bex. And please, send your drama stories in for, um, certainly for your online experiences. Because everybody listening to this right now has a story to tell. If you've dealt with online people, maybe you've met someone like OK Mage. And you were just enjoying a good game of Apex Legends. And then suddenly, this 
high-pitched, crazy voice just went ballistic at you in some way. We would like to hear about it over here and sharing that tale with the rest of us. And you can send them to drama at preachgaming.com. It's really simple. Jot it down while you're on the toilet on your phone. It's all good. You get it sent in and tell us what's going on. Um, I imagine in Lord of the Rings Online, there are people, Come there are people free. out there who take the source material very seriously. And I am hoping and praying that this story will, in fact, regale us with somebody getting really pissed off because somebody wasn't being a a gnome properly or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Howdy, let's go. Howdy, preacher. Howdy. I assume we're Team USA with a howdy. A warm hello to you in the chat. Not buttering up the audience. Interesting maneuver. Today, I would like to share some little stories from my recent, and I do mean recent, a lot of the rings online still live? No way. You can play it today. How the hell? Uh, in a lot of the rings online. The servers are still going. Poggers. Good. Good for them. Is it free to play now? What's the story on this? Is it free to play? Hello, Vuzility. One of those to you. Uh, hello to you. Uh, our next week's stream. No, I'm not playing Lord of the Rings Online again. Uh, it's pay to win in a way. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I would like to uh, share some little stories that have happened to me recently in Lord of the Rings Online. Uh, a story of valor silliness and more than a little curiosity i am new to lord you started lord of the rings now okay i'm a new player to the lord of the rings online universe as such i cannot share the delved stories of burying deep into moria confronting the great black gates of mordor or riding the great plains of the rohirrim I have yet to behold Rivendell or the great white city of Gondor. Which one's Gondor? Is that the one with the wall and the tree? The tree on the top. And the guy was eating them chicken nuggets. That guy. That's the one, right? It's the one with the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to trigger you. <laughs> Which is the one where the guy ran down the cliff with the fucking, with the sunlight? That one. Instead, my story begins at the most humble of beginnings. <clears throat> when my... <laughs> Look, if you guys don't expect to get baited, then you're in the wrong stream and you goddamn know it. When first creating a character, it was difficult to choose what to create. Perhaps a Bjornling. What the fuck is a Bjornling? Tall and full of rage, capable of smashing through hordes of enemies in a crimson mist. Maybe an elf. Or an Elizan, for those of you of different era. Capable of sprinting silently through the trees to use guerrilla warfare against the evil forces of the world. Or even a stalwart dwarf, an impenetrable mountain of steel, an incredible bearded power. Each, of course, would be an excellent... You chose a gnome thing, didn't you? And each would be an epic adventurer in this world of wonder. They were, of course, tempting. Until I spotted the halfling. A small person of small stories and small... Aren't they hobbits? I'm so confused. A simple adventurer of simple pleasures. Is there a difference between halflings and hobbits? Or are they the same thing? 
Which one has the hairy feet? It's one of them, right? Originally, they were called halflings. Okay, 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 good. I could picture my character smoking a pipe, dancing between oversized pumpkins, staring into the sky at starry nights, or trapping rabbits for stew while the big folk of the world went to battle the fight of the evils that contained within. Yes, I quickly settled on a hobbit ranger. Doesn't that mean you have a little toy bow? And I completed the tutorial to begin my journey. Hobbits, at a word, are simple folk, Mike. Quick to look to their smoke or ale or enjoy these pleasures atop the softly rolling hills of the Shire. The Shire, of course, in which their humble abodes are built into the earth. Hobbits do not move too quickly. They're slow to accept change and are not prone to leaving a communal firework celebration for something so ridiculous as the end of the world. At the same time, token hobbits care not for the elegant and overly sophisticated ways of the big people and would rather care for livestock it's got this so Welsh and fields of smoke weed than worry about manners of etiquette at a black tie affair. Perhaps this is why Shire folk are so interlaced within their communities and interconnected with other hobbits in a way few other people can compare to. You see, we're in the RP. What did I tell you? What did I tell you, right? Lord of the Rings people, they fucking love it, man. They live their characters. They love it. They love it. These issues, more often than not, are handled by bounders. The protectors of the Shire and the Hobbit way... I've never heard of a bounder. And the Hobbit way of life. It was by the bounders that I was quickly approached as I stood in the after effects of the tutorial. Not sure where my journey should take me. Oi! You showed me how to fight back there, and the Shire is in need of protectors. Why don't you become a bounder? Why not indeed? What good would saving the world do if the simple and small folk of the Shire were left without their needs met? And what more honourable way to help fellow hobbits than to become the best I could be? I need a moment. There's absolutely somebody talking in my building. I should be the only one here. see anyone but i can definitely hear people i assume there's somebody close to my wall outside or something that's talking <laughs> i assume that's what's going on i don't know i can absolutely hear someone talking nearby but where they are i have no idea i'm not too scared so i can completely hear someone uh nearby i don't know if it came across on the microphone or not but there's absolutely people talking near me it's not Discord. Everything's I'm disconnected for everything. 
Can you guys not hear that? They're underneath me. Okay, somebody must be inspecting the building downstairs. Anyway, if they don't like this... Well, this is a good time for them to come and investigate the building, I suppose, in the middle of drama time. Let's hope there's nothing spooky coming up, because they're probably going to hear it. <laughs> Let's... Yeah, there's people downstairs. I can totally hear the people moving below me. Anyway, so anyway, this giant cunt arrived. And it was just like a big ball of jizz that was flying everywhere. We've got a test, right? In case they move in. They need to know what they're getting into. <laughs> we've got to do some we've got to do some science, guys, and see what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Look, they need to know what they're getting into. <laughs> it's gonna be a thing. Oi! Anyway, he's gonna become a pounder. Uh, I want more honorable help to fellow hobbits, the best I could be. A bounder. What a position to be in. So without thinking too hard, I agreed. It's a, is this a guild or is this part of the game? I don't know. After accepting, I was quickly instructed to head to the nearby village of Michael Delving. To meet the captain of the Bounders and begin my training. My hobbit hairy feet got to work. Mikkel Bound Delving? Mikkel, Mikkel Delving? I don't know. M-I-C-H-E-L. Mikhail Dalving? I don't know. A quest? I think it's a quest. I don't think it's a player. It might be. I don't know. My hobbity feet got to work. If you thought overly large feet were for holding ground or pushing carts, think again. These bad boys are built to walk. Okay. And walk I did. Down through misty bogs with fog that pushed out and around my ankles and made the rickety bridges slick. Down to the forested areas of the Shire with rivers and creeks running lazily through it. Until I came across the town of Michael Delving. <laughs> when I arrived, I quickly spoke to the captain of the Bounders. Ready for my next great assignment. This must be a quest. Looking at me with knowing eyes, the captain told me, To become a Bounder, help the people at Shire. It may not seem large or significant, but your work preserves our way of life. Help the people, and you'll soon be named a Bounder. I was confused. Weren't there goblins or wolves that were eating the livestock? Were the barricades that needed reinforcements against the growing problems of the world? Didn't we need to protect ourselves against the tall folk impeding our territory? No. To become a protector of this land, I must help the people. The quest... Okay, we're on a quest. The quest simply read this. Do 20 quests in the Shire. You expected a really good MMO. I see where your mistake is. I see where it is. I understand. Okay. You expect... <laughs> you, you expected some sort of... You've obviously said Ellison, so you've come from... Fi is this your second MMO after Final Fantasy XIV, I wonder? Right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. This might be the second MMO you've ever played after Final Fantasy XIV. That's potentially a thing. Uh, the quest simply said, do 20 quests in the Shire. Okay, I agreed. Up a rolling hill nearby in town, I found myself a young man with a symbol over his head, indicating a quest. Help, of course. This was my chance to begin my hero's journey, to become the greatest bounder of them all, feared by enemies, loved by the people. 
Eager to help, I asked. What is your problem, kind sir? How may I help you? To which I was informed he was playing hide and seek with two young kids who always hide in the same place. And he was bored of the game. He told me where they were and wanted me to go and find them instead while he just didn't bother. I tell you now, Preach, following the tutorial, this was literally the first quest the game gave me. Grumbling, I shuffled off as a light rain began to fall upon my head, splatting softly against my crude leather armor and leaving light drops as it fell onto the cobblestone road. Oh god, you want such an immersive experience. You wanted such... You really thought you were entering Gandalf's underpants, didn't you? And where you ended up was right on the skid mark. That's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. Night was falling across the Shire, and slowly the lamppost glistened to life as I went off to find each child. In the tavern, there was some celebration taking place. I could hear the soft lute and fiddle playing... A simple but cheery melody that mixed with the plop of the raindrops outside. I could almost smell the, the herbs in the air rolling from the fields nearby. The first child was found quickly, clear as day, standing next to the flower beds that only went up to her ankles. I don't even think this NPC was trying to hide. She told me she would stay until the rest of the children were found and I went to find the boy. His hiding place wasn't much better, standing next to a fence near a tree. He told me the same. And I began to wonder, who taught these kids hide and seek? I gave them a nodders. I returned to the seeker. He seemed surprised the other two weren't returning. Wait. There was a third person hiding, I thought? I perked up. The breeze of suspense tickling behind my ear, raising my eyebrows. A mystery. Now things were getting good. I quickly accepted the quest of finding the third mystery child. Apparently they had run off, so I began looking for clues. The boy told me he used to work at the tavern, but he loved the outdoors. The girl told me he had a good job moving barrels. 10 out of 10 job. The barrels outside the tavern, of course. I sprinted through those streets, the postman waving hello as I barreled past. No time, I'm a bounder after all, and there is a hider to find. I nearly nosedived into those barrels outside the tavern, but nothing. Nothing was there. Strange. Then it occurred to me, maybe the barrels inside the tavern. I burst through the door. The music grew louder to accompany the chatter and laughter as I scurried behind the bar. The bartender giving me that side-eyed look as I ducked down near the barrels, searching for the missing boy. But nothing. Nothing. Again. Where? And it was then that I noticed a flickering light dancing out of the nearby hallways that led down. The storage room. He must be hiding in the storage room. I flew down the ramp, eyes flicking into the rooms, additional hallways, left, right, up, down. Had to be down here somewhere, and down and down I went, delving deeper and deeper until I came to the end of a long tunnel. There, a lone employee standing in a room of barrels taking inventory. Was this the boy? Was this him? Cautiously, with apprehension I approached, uncertain. 
But the person who turned to face me was an elderly, a gentleman, well beyond boyhood. Taken aback, I spoke to him. Have you seen a boy playing hide-and-seek in the barrels? Speak up! My ears aren't what they used to be. <clears throat> Have you seen a young boy playing hide-and-seek down here? It is of the utmost importance that I find this missing child. The elderly man looked confused. Clearly uncertain how to respond to the lunatic that had just dug deep into the bottom of this bar and asked me these questions. No! A young man used to work here years ago. He used to go hide on the roof when he was bored with work. But he left and hasn't been around. I do miss that boy. I hope he's okay. If you find him, please send my regards. I worry about the young men in these trying times. The roof. Of course, the roof. I muttered an apology and a thank you, then 180 degrees up the stairs, shoving my way through the tavern and out the front door to the courtyard. I spun around, nearly losing my footing on the slick cobblestones to see yes. Oh yes, the young man, sitting cool as a penguin on top of the roof, smoking pipe weed and enjoying the evening air. After that night, I approached my bounder journey with a new sense of urgency and excitement. There was deeper quests here. The stories that may have even seemed trivial at the start had more for me. And I quickly went about helping the people of the Shire with all their needs. I rescued chickens from a farm overrun by wolves, secured a barrel of smokeweed that had been safely placed in a bear den for the winter, and tracked down a fool of a took that had taken a bet he hadn't thought through. I found a missing cow that had been stolen. <laughs> Discovered an honored art, the honored art of fishing. Helped ease a restless spirit in a library that turned out to be a squirrel. And traded favors for recipes for more than one resident. One day as I ran on my way from Tuckborough to find missing fireworks to bring to Bywater, the postman waved at me once again. But now things had changed. A quest above his head. It had been some time since I had last considered the postmans of the Shire with uh, help they so clearly needed. My time had been so full trying to become the bounder. The fireworks, I decided, could wait a moment and I approached the postman. Please, help us rebuild the name of the quick post mail service. Postman Proudfoot had need of your support and service. Could I become a bounder by delivering the mail? I agreed. It was at this point the postman took on a serious tone, heavy weight in his eyes. Thank you, young bounder. But be wary. Be safe. And more than anything, beware of nosy hobbits. My mind raced and flashed. He called me a bounder. Me. A bounder. My heart flipped in joy and enthusiasm. I had been so busy helping the people of the shower, I haven't even realized it. But I had completed 20 quests. And I had become a bounder. I jumped for joy on the cobblestone street and ran up and down as quick as my hobbit feet could take me. Me! I was a protector of the Shire. But then I paused. Curiosity. And fear. The postman had warned me about nosy hobbits. I looked around me to the people I had spent so long helping. The same people that had become community and home. Rabid paranoia in my eyes. Who would it be? The noises below me are freaking me out. Who would it be? Who is a nosy hobbit? 
And what do they want with people's mail? I rushed back for the postman, accepted that quest, then picked up the parcel from the nearby table. This particular package was headed for Northwest, to Michael Delving itself. Home of the postman Proudfoot. I wouldn't let him down. I quickly headed north first, aiming to reach the intersection between Tuckborough and Hobbiton before turning west. I started as a walk and then moved into a light jog and barely kept myself from outright sprinting. Wanted to keep ahead of the fear that was growing and started to run up my back and settling into a knot in my stomach, I had to run. Quickly, quickly. I was nearly up the hill and out of the town when to my right I heard a voice cold and sneering. Whose package might that be? I looked up the nearby hill to the house nearby and saw the dreaded name. The NPC was called Nosy Hobbit. <laughs> and as I noticed the name, it failed the quest. I stood speechless. The satchel I was entrusted with no longer in my hands. My recent pride over the title of becoming a bounder shot to shame. Me, finally, having become a protector, had failed to protect a simple package. I looked back up and could almost hear the nosy hobbit laughing, mocking me. Reminding me just how much I still had to learn. I was ashamed and embarrassed. I left without saying a word and returned to Postman of Tuckborough. To my surprise, the quest was back again. I would do it this time. This was my second chance. As I accepted the quest again, I paused there at the table. A new strategy, a new route. Perhaps leaving the roads. I paused at the thought it was true. I knew the land. But there were dangers off roads. Rivers that if swam through would wet the mail, failing the quest. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Enemies and dangers lurking in the woods. Bushes that could stop me while my hands were full, unable to wield my bow. I get lost. Oh, so you have to carry it in your hands. Oh, you can't get into combat. Oh, I see. I'm getting lost would only count down the timer that I had. But what choices do I have? I swallowed my fear and jumped into a nearby flower patch between two houses before jumping on the roof up the hill. Sliding down the far side, my eyes opened wide to danger my ears, listening to the uproar from those flowers I had just flattened. And it was at this moment, Preach, that I truly fell in love with Lord of the Rings Online. <laughs> As I rushed down the backside of the hill, I took a moment, then many moments, to simply be present in this world around me. I was in the Shire, home of the small and the simple folk. The rain had stopped and a bright, beautiful sunlight shone down, drying my damp leathers. The sounds of lute and fiddle carried on a gentle breeze as I gazed out to rolling hills and a clear sky in full. I saw folks conversing in the buildings nearby, fading from view as I rushed down through a local farm plot where a few crops had begun to poke through. I passed through knee-deep water, holding it above my head while my arms tickled by the foxtail that grew out around me. My mind wandered as I wound in and out, and between hills and dips in the environment until I saw it there in the distance, shining, Michael Delving, peeking ahead of me. I ducked into the flower beds, followed the soft roll of the backside of the hill, and jumped down with the package. Since that time, I completed every single one of the postman quest lines. I returned the quick mail of the Shire to its prior glory and continued to help the people of the Shire. Much longer than is needed. I found comfort and solace in the simple beauty and immersion of being in the Shire. And while the MSQ sits in front of me, at level 10 I could achieve it. i sorry to tell you, Mike. I am now level 20. 
And all I have done for the past 12 days is daily quests for people of the Shire. Because this is my life now. Oh, dude, this is so dark suddenly. <laughs> this got really dark. <laughs> this suddenly got so dark. Because I have found peace in my gaming life of being the best bounder I can be. Perhaps the stories of great wars and conflicts are somewhere in my future. They await me on the road ahead. Perhaps this bounder will one day ride with the Rohirrim, gaze upon the Minas Morgul, or march upon the black gates of Mordor with the last alliance of men. But I'm not joking when I say that for now and the foreseeable future, I will protect the Shire. Not through great violence or military action, but as a conscious preservation of a small and simple way of life. Mike, I ask you, why don't you stop by sometime? And I'll have some smoke weed ready for you. No. <laughs> but. Guilty. <laughs> Absolutely guilty. Absolutely guilty. That's a big no. Okay, Nark. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want any part of that. I am not doing that. No matter how epic you tried to make the fact that you did tw 20 fetch quests, which is what it all was, and we knew it. It was 20 fetch quests. I am not returning to Lord of the Rings Online. That's not happening. Never will. Never happening. No, I gave it a try a long time ago, and it is not happening now. Oh, my. Alandra has been selected. I wonder what role our wonderful Bex has in store. <clears throat> I wonder. I wonder. Oh, no, two of them with delivery quests. Yeah, exactly. That was a valiant effort. That was a valiant effort to try and sell us on that. <laughs> Best story of the year so far. The Hobbit lost in Michael Delving. Why do I feel like I'm going to hear about Michael Delving for the foreseeable future? Behold, it is Michael Delving. All right, the lost DK. Greetings, preacher, and the illustrious and wonderful chat of the day. I have a little story about a, about a nightmare situation. Yes, my friends, we're going to Heroic Pug. Okay. <sighs> the last time I did a Heroic Pug was for a video series we were doing. I don't think I've done an, a legitimate Heroic Pug, like an actual legitimate undercover one. Since we did the Legion challenge. I think that was the last time I did it. Yeah, Argus was the last time I did a full heroic pug. Yeah, I think it was the Warlock series. Yeah, that was the last time I did it. <sighs> no, thank you. <clears throat> no, thank you. I'm not going down that road again. My good friend Enigma plays a rep paladin. And as such, she is burdened. <laughs> She is burdened with terrible, terrible strife at having to farm Farak until she gets the Lego weapon. You know, 
that's that's a burden but you know what else is a burden is that i go and do farak on stream and the entire stream just hopes and prays i don't get the legendary weapon that's a burden as well it's a different kind of burden but have you ever had so many people wish lack of success upon you it's really quite something to behold is that people are angry by the third boss that it may happen they're genuinely angry at that point they're angry long before it actually becomes a problem they're just angry at the prospect of it happening you see she doesn't like raiding much and she tries to get her weekly heroic farak pug killed done as early as possible then why do you want the legendary because it's orange you don't like raiding so why do you want it it's just because it's all blizzard has to do is put some fucking orange coloring on it and that's it i need it i need it orange better i need it for transmog purposes mm. it's shiny <laughs> it's very shiny it's very shiny i happened to have some free time that morning so i hopped in a voice call with her and we started to go into her you got talked into a heroic pug oof I've got some mythic bosses under my belt. I also play a meta class, Augmentation. Of course you do. Which helped us to get into a group pretty damn quick. It was a good opportunity to me to play with a friend. So what could possibly go wrong? The group we got into was still being formed. But it was at Farak. Oh, perfect. You got into a Farak kill. So it was good enough for us. We didn't mind having to wait for a little bit as long as we didn't have to kill the other bosses. And as the group was starting to fill up, I noted that there was no warlock. So Enigma would have to get to the raid by herself. I mean, <laughs> it takes like 30 seconds to get to a Mirdrasil, but sure, okay. Enigma left Valdraken and got to the raid a couple of minutes later. No big deal. The raid team was starting to get full and all the members were either in the raid or on their way there. All except for one, Alandra. Our unholy DK. Don't tell me you can't get to a Mirdrasil. You can even... Oh, you can't summon outside because they're at Farak. Oh my fucking god. Are you telling me this guy can't find a Mirdrasil? Elandra was sat in Valdraken on their mount. Sure, I thought. This DK is probably just AFK while the group fills. I decided to open up the Valdraken map and could see their character moving in circles in the middle of the sea. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Oh my god, I hate you already. You, this is... In my, when... <sighs> when I was Guildmaster and Raid Leader, this is a kickable offense. In my eyes. Like, you'll get a warning, but if you do this more than once... Like, this is a kickable offense. This is absolute bullshit. If you are literally just sat doing circles when it takes 20 seconds to get your ass there and you can't recognize there's no warlock in the group, go fuck yourself. Really, go fuck yourselves. Just, you're just an absolute clown. <clears throat> now, I thought I would be helpful. <laughs> Mistake number one. I'll be helpful. Since Alandros probably hadn't noticed, we would we did not have a warlock. So I thought I would be a good guy. I pressed the enter key on my keyboard, my friends. <sighs> and typed slash R-A. Raid chat. 
Elandra, you should fly to the raid. We can't summon you. Now, I realize, of course, that we could have gone outside of the raid after getting to Farak to go out to the summon stone. But in all honesty, that makes no goddamn sense. Since Alandra could just get to the raid and in front of the boss quicker than it would take us to do that. Elandra does not reply. Two more minutes passed. And at this point, every single other person is stood in the raid. Except for Elandra. I open my map again, and what I see makes me laugh. Elandra has left Valdraken. And is kind of moving towards the raid. Alandra's icon on the map of Thaldrassus <laughs> is slowly moving east from Valdraken over Tearhold towards the Vault of the Incarnates. Which, if you're not a WoW player, is the wrong raid. Just to give you some context, that is the wrong raid. I thought this especially funny since Vault of the Incarnates hasn't been the current raid since 10.0. I voice up on Enigma uh, and tell her about it. And we have a little laugh as Alandra goes into Vault of the Incarnates. Now, this is the moment that to this day, Preacher, and why I'm submitting this to Drama Time, I still have questions about. Elandra is now inside the wrong raid. You would think that at this point, Elandra would have noticed that there's not one other person inside the raid and realized their mistake. Yet, as time passed, Elandra just stood inside the wrong raid, the Vault of the Incarnates. <clears throat> What made it more annoying? Nobody else was saying anything. Everybody else in the pug just stood silently staring at Farak. I decide I will be the good guy. Again. Hey, Alandra, I think you've gone to the wrong raid, buddy. Alandra never said a word. At this point, I admit that I got a little bit wow-brained. <laughs> you know, when you have 14 people staring down a boss and one pug is in the wrong raid, you might start to do stuff like inspect them. Try to see if there is some sort of obvious sign that maybe there's something wrong with this guy. First thing that I noticed, Elandra has a relatively low item level. But the friendship side of me kicked in, my friends. And I tell myself, it's only heroic. It's not the end of the world. It's fine. 
Yet he still hadn't taken a single step <laughs> to come out of Vault of the Incarnates. At this point, some other brave soldier decides to pipe up. When are we pulling the bus? So I decide to inform the rest of the group who seems to be blissfully unaware of what was going on the situation. Um, Alandra is in Vault of the Incarnates. If we want that group of 15, we should kick Alandra and find someone else. This is where you you did this is where you fucked up because Alandra is clearly friends with the raid leader. There's zero doubt that if some clown is behaving this way, they're a hundred percent friends with the raid leader. There is no doubt in my mind that somebody behaving this stupidly is absolutely friends with the raid leader. There is no way they aren't. There is no fucking way. Finally, my raid chat messages about Alandra apparently got somebody's notice. But not from Alandra, from one of the healers, a Mistweaver monk named Aledel, who shot back in all caps, I THINK WE SHOULD KICK YOU! I said, why? <laughs> I'm not in Vault of the Incarnates. Alandra is in Vault of the Incarnates. The raid leader then pipes up. Alandra, please can you come to the correct raid or I will have to remove you. Interestingly enough, Elandra hearthstoned back to Vardraken and started making his way back to the correct raid. Meanwhile, I started to receive whispers. Oh my god. <laughs> this is, I'm just pre-warning everybody here. This is about to get full World of Warcraft. I'm just letting you guys know this is about to get full World of Warcraft. I Honestly, in a regular drama time, I would have you guys try and guess this, but it's so World of Warcraft, we can't. You know what's weird? I think it's weird that someone who plays a meta spec only has 2.8k Raider.io score. You must be pretty crap at this game. Got him. Got him. Got him. That's it. You know what I mean? Augmentation, 2.8k. <laughs> What a loser. <laughs> what a loser. I could have responded. I could have responded, but I decided to ignore it. I just, I'm here for my friend after all. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> so uh, I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> I'll just leave it alone. I figured the Mistweaver was probably a friend of Alandra's and was there to help him out. I told Enigma about it, though, and we had a bit of a giggle about what was going. But now I hadn't noticed... But other people in the pug had no had latched on to Elandra being at Vault of the Incarnates. I saw a message saying, Are you lost? Question mark. And then I had drawn such attention to Elandra that other people had started to inspect Elandra. One of the next comments was, Elandra's gear is so bad that Vault still drops upgrades for him. Lol. 
Normally, I would have obviously felt bad that I clearly called attention to Alandra in his situation. <laughs> but as Aladel kept sending me more messages in the pink, I really didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I just ignored Aladel, which he really didn't like because the next message from him came in the raid chat. Oh, God. You didn't respond to the whispers, so he went to raid chat. Guys. Has anyone noticed this Augivoker only has 2.8k Raider.io? Four exclamation marks. Of course, my wow brain... My wow brain was in full swing by this point, as you can probably imagine. And I decided to mouse over the Whisperer Aledel, who had 2.9k Raider.io score. Eladel was 0 out of 9 mythic. I was 5 out of 9 mythic. <sighs> As our guild was progging on mythic smolder on at the time, I missed Larry progression. I had COVID that week. Lol. I thought I'd just hit back a bit. At least I'm lot 0 out of 9 mythic. <sighs> This did not sit well with Eladel. <laughs> this did not sit well. Who was in full wow engagement mode. Who then started to continue his rank in raid, uh, raid, uh, in, uh, raid chat. You though are playing a meta class. And you must absolutely frigging suck. I don't know any Augivokers below 3.4. I don't have raid kills. Because I have a life. I have to work. My guild's raid group could invite me and I could get 9 out of 9 any single day I want to. You got BOSTED. That's right. He spelled it all caps B-O-S-S-T-E-D. I laughed my ass off and just type BOSTED in the chat. We thought it was a funny misspelling. By now though, while all this uh, excitement and entertainment was going on, Alandra had arrived at a raid, and we went for a pull. <laughs> Everything was going well, uh, as it usually does. Heroic Farak isn't a particularly hard boss by any measure. Even for heroic-only raid groups, it died pretty fast. Our pug, however, wasn't having a good time. We immediately wiped in the first phase. Oh. Now, the issue of why we wiped came down to a single player's mistakes and i swear to you as i type this it brings me no pleasure no pleasure whatsoever to tell you that that player was a landra he dropped a flame pool right next to the roots of a midrasil <laughs> of all the places in the room <laughs> where could i put this fire that's a nice looking tree i'll put it over there <laughs> that looks pretty good let's do it there oh jesus christ <clears throat> uh and as soon as they spread the tree caught fire after the wipe elandra typed a message for the first time of the evening excuse me where do I drop pool? Now, I recall that during the invite specificity in the message, this was curve only. 
Really should have known about this. As such, I thought I would get a bit cheeky. You should probably drop it in Vault of the Incarnates. Oh! Keck W, LMFAOs, and LOLs spread throughout the raid immediately. <clears throat> Got him! <laughs> Elandra, though, did not find it funny. Who left the raid? Eladel also left with him, but not before one last whisper. Shittest evoker I've ever seen. What really annoyed me about this whole thing, though, because Alandra the lost DK and Eladel had left, the entire pug crumbled because the rest of the pugs... Look, it's not surprising. The In the pug world, if two people leave, the group is doomed. They've not read chat. They don't know what's going on. They have no fucking clue. They're just completely blissfully unaware. They're watching Twitch. They're watching YouTube. And they turn around. Two people have gone. Game over. Not happening. It's immediate. It's the only thing. The group is doomed. Let's leave. Of course, shortly after, me and Enigma quickly found another pug and one-shotted Farak. This time without any of the players making a quick stop by Razageth's house. Eladel continued to whisper me, though. Repeating how bad I was for having a 2.8k rated IO and how 5 out of 9 wasn't even impressive. It's not even good. And how anybody could get that in just 10 minutes. I did crack and tried to reply, but I had eventually been put on ignore. In hindsight, I should probably shouldn't have said anything about kicking Alandra. That, eh. He was making 14 other people wait for him, but that doesn't mean I wanted people to start making fun of him. I mean... <laughs> I do stand by my cheeky joke about him messing up the mechanic, though, since it was funny. Still, to this day, I do wonder if Alandra was getting help from uh, the mythic raiding Aledel, who doesn't mean that he was too being bosted. <laughs> Me and Enigma, and still have a little laugh about this every now and again, so I thought I would share it with all of you. Hopefully, you get a little joy out of it, too. Oh, we did. And have a great rest of the day. Oh, my God. What is this? Uh, I, I mean, we did. We did. Uh, yeah, your, your issue was you never suggest the kick. You just make it abundantly clear that someone is doing something wrong. All right. This doesn't appear to get any better, team. I've just read this title. I am lost. <laughs> this can't be written from the perspective of this DK. There's no way Bex has set it up. So we've got it from the perspective of the DK and how he was bullied out of some heroic pug. <laughs> that would be a twist. That we, we have had stories from two people from both sides in the past. It has happened. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> okay, it's not. Okay, thankfully. Hi, Mike Bex. And of course, the wonderful chat listening to this today. Hello. Yes, they are. These wonderful people joining us live on this fine Friday afternoon. I want to write you a little story about my return to WoW. I haven't played since Castle Nathria. Mm. And decided to scratch the itch once... Oh, it might be this guy. Oh, no. Uh, having some free cash and some free time. In retrospect, it was pretty funny. So I wrote you this little sketch. I logged in to my little female gnome warlock. That's boss. It's not busted. Female gnome warlocks? Approved. Having pressed the welcome back button... WoW has a welcome back button? Does that exist? I then spent half an hour sorting out the mountain of mail this generated. It does. What is the welcome back button? It gives you loot. Oh, is it like the gear upgrade thing? That's like plaguing my screen these days? 
Okay, yeah, the catch-up gear thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I fucking hate that thing, man. It's on all my characters. It's so annoying. I'm not logging into them all to get rid of it. It's fucking irritating. Uh, no, my WoW subs never elapsed. I don't stream a lot of WoW, but I play it. And I spent half an hour sorting out the mountain of mail this generated and getting my UI in a usable state. The new built-in UI is great, but oh my god, I'm not playing World of Warcraft without weak auras. Praise be to the gods above. Praise be to the weak aura team. I then discovered that I had, in my wisdom, saved my old UI. Smart. Yay, not yay. There was an error, fine. So off I went to uh, excuse me, update them on CurseForge. It has now been 30 minutes of preparing to log into World of Warcraft. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> I can't play unless it's correct. I'm not doing it. Now I discover that my guild is, of course, long dead and buried in the soil of Shadowlands. I'm not surprised. I had expected it. I joined and left roughly six guilds trying to find one that made any sense. So, leveling was fun. I enjoyed myself and made max level. Why didn't I use the boost, you might ask? Well, I wanted to experience leveling in Dragonflight. Having made max level, I was now faced with Valdraken. Not so bad, but there are a lot of quests on that map. Right? It's super annoying. I hate undone quests on my map. And Valdraken resets them all weekly. Even and they look like fresh quests, and it really fucking bugs me. Why can't they why can't they be all blue? They used to be all blue. Why can't they be that way? It's really irritating. Why can't they just be blue? I finished all of Dragonflight's quests, and yet still piss me off, man. So what did I do? What to do with myself? My lifestyle means that while I adore raiding, regular raiding just isn't possible for me anymore. However, I knew I wanted to see a Mirdrasil. Curse you, that's good race to world first, indeed. So LFR was my goal. <laughs> that's a hell of a goal. I looked at the sign up 424 item level. I was rocking a sweet, curvaceous 380. So we have a little bit of work to do. I eventually remembered that Wowhead was a thing, found the quest to unlock the Emerald Dream, and off we went. Great. I'm a huge fan of Druid lore. And I played the shit out of my Druid in Legion, so I really like it. I figured, uh, I figure out for some, uh, because for some reason I develop amnesia, which makes me forget about Wowhead every time this would be useful. <laughs> okay. That seeds equal good. So I fly around looking for seeds. I also try out some of the events in the rest of Dragonflight, realize this is a complete waste of time, and ditto is old LFRs. Yeah, they still haven't solved that cannibalize their old content problem. Still there. Now, part of me knows that dr dungeons are a really good idea. But every time I mouse over the LFD button, I have a little panic attack. I had a bad experience in BFA. And another one in Shadowlands when I did a lot of dungeons. I decided I would only strictly do them with guildies who no longer play. I can't even bring myself to queue from a random heroic. Oh, brother. We've got to get over that. That sucks. You can't even do a random heroic. Man... This isn't even, like, a small thing. A lot of people have this problem, certainly with World of Warcraft. They're so worried that some toxic arsehole like OK Mage is going to, like, start bashing them the second they do something wrong. But wait! 
I am saved. WoW has included follower dungeons. So I do those for terrible rewards. At least it cleared my quest log. However, it is yeah. time walking week, and I'm okay with time walking. And between that and the Emerald Dream quest line, plus a well-timed super bloom, I make 424 for LFR. You can't do a random heroic, but you will go to LFR. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. I want you to know that. That that is fucked. That's upside down and inside out. Because if I can think of anywhere you would definitely have a more toxic experience, it's got to be LFR, right? Nobody gives a shit in heroic. People do heroic with bots and they don't care. That's crazy to me. LFR equals anonymous? What, like you're well known in a heroic? What do you mean? That feels upside down to me, but a lot of people in the chat agree with you if you're an audio listener. Uh, a lot of people here agree. That feels bizarre to me. <clears throat> I am shocked that it only takes me one try to get each LFR wing done. Really? <laughs> There's an epic moment on the fiery lava lake guy when the whole platform is engulfed in flame and only three people are alive, but we still kill it. What, Smolderon? The DPS check on Smolderon Alifar must be comedy. There's no way. There's no way. Uh, the lava lake guy. That's either Smolderon or maybe Larry? Uh, could be. Oh, yeah, I mean, Vol yeah, Volcanocross can... F Wait, there's no way you reach the end of the platform on, on Volacross. <laughs> there's no way. That's insane. The whole group must be AFK to make that happen, right? There's no way. If everyone dies... Oh, I wonder if everybody... Does the... Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, this is... I, I need to go and do LFR. Remind me next week. I want to go and see what the LFR is like in uh, Uh Can the snake slam one-shot you in LFR? If you, because I know it, it does in normal, because we saw people die to it in normal mode. Uh, the fire despawns. Okay. Uh, LFR Smoldy doesn't make you drop orbs. Sag. Uh, yes, uh, if you don't have gear, you can survive in normal now. Uh, we saw people die. But yeah, but we brought anybody and everybody. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, only three people left alive, but we still kill it. I end up with two items, and I am delighted with this result. I actually remember Wowhead and discover crafting and rapidly lose hope in humanity. <laughs> the crafting system is a bit much first time, that's for sure. I give up the game for a week <laughs> after looking at the crafting system. Okay. I've, when I come back, though, I've had an epiphany. I can buy a heroic boost with the gold I have. Dude, why? 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 You see, from when I previous played, I have a lot of gold. But I have no guild, no time, and why the hell not? I have never bought an in-game boost before, having always had, uh, had access to Heroic and Mythic naturally in my guilds. So this will be a new fun experience. I'm not bothered by loot, really. I just want to see what I'm in for and give myself a leg up into the pug world. Okay, that makes total sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I definitely could see the advantage of boosting yourself in heroic to get into pugs easier. That makes total sense in WoW's ecosystem. It's an experience that I've never done before. And this one is going to be interesting. 
There are four warlocks, including myself, being boosted, so I quickly realized that I should just focus on not dying. The first three bosses I do pretty well. I think I understand the mechanics, and I'm feeling like, yes, I am in fact not totally garbage. I instantly fall in love with being a little duck on the duck boss. <laughs> that won't get old. And everything goes horrifically wrong on Tindril. But I somehow win rolls for both the staff and the trinket. Check Wowhead, and apparently I casually got the best trinket. Huzzah! Farak was an absolute clown fiesta, though. But I lived until the final phase three, when we were advised to just simply go and kill yourselves anyway. <laughs> and I finished the run feeling good about my abilities. So good that I decide I'm probably geared enough now to risk entering Mythic Plus. You see, you got greedy. You got overconfident from a heroic boost that you paid for. And then you walked right into the lion's den. That's what you did. You got greedy. You, you went the wrong way. You got greedy and it was too much. I remember Ataldazar from when I used to play. <sighs> the ego. <clears throat> so I just use, I will do a plus two Ataldazar. The first pull goes very well. <laughs> I am on top of the damage meter. Mm. I'm doing CC. Then the healer... <laughs> Ask why I'm CCing. Calls me dog shit and DCs right before the first boss. It's been two weeks. And I haven't done a Mythic Plus since, Mike. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Yeah, the trauma just came flooding back. The trauma just... I, all that trauma. Remember earlier, he wouldn't even do a heroic pug. Then he went into Mythic Plus and it was just an instant disaster. Mike, this is why I feel so lost. I am literally terrified of doing Mythic Plus. And I don't think I can keep playing Dragonflight this way. What do you get recommend? Uh... <sighs> My recommendation is try and be at ease that sometimes things go wrong and it's totally okay. Nothing happened. Your Mythic Plus 2 failed. That's okay. You can just go again. It's fine. It's totally fine. It, it's the actual recommendation that I have given for over a decade at this point, especially for the people learning to tank or heal. Go and do pugs. And it's okay if it goes wrong. Because nothing happens. Nothing. It's totally fine. It's absolutely fine. If things go wrong, even if it's your fault or not your fault, it's fine. At worst, it's it's not even like a real waste of time. You got better. You got practice. You got to learn. Unless you're like, I need this done because you're like cutting edge mythic raid and like failing the group is going to have Scripe or Max bashing in your brain. It doesn't matter. You can consider it a bit of wasted time if you want to because you didn't get loot. But other than that, it's totally fine. Be at ease with that. In any video game. I played Apex today. I haven't touched a multiplayer FPS 
in years. I was garbage. It's fine. Nothing happened. There's no one knocking on my door. Hello? Shit FPS are alert. Nothing happens. It's fine. It's totally okay. It's absolutely fine. You can, you, can, you can just go again. It's fine. And practice makes you better. Practice more, the better you'll get. They're downstairs. Yeah, maybe. I can still hear these people downstairs. I'm going to have to go and find out who they are. But ladies and gentlemen, that will bring us to the end of drama time for today. Thank you so much for a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, I'm, uh, I will not be streaming this weekend. I have my boys all Saturday, and then I have got family day on Sunday because I have my boys and my wife, which is awesome. Uh, so I'm going to be enjoying some family time, which is going to be great. Two thumbs up for me. Uh, really excited. Uh, there will obviously videos up on TDP. Make sure you check out the TDP if you're certainly to see the conclusions of Baldur's Gate, etc., etc. And Monday, Final Fantasy 3. We're back in our single-player journey of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 3 continues on Monday, so i love to see you then. All right? Be awesome. Be wonderful, everybody. I had a wonderful weekend with you all. Uh, week, you've been great. I'm going to go find some food, and then I'm going to go to the gym. All right? Be good. Be awesome. I'll see you in a bit. Bye, guys.